Yuki Chords. Today I got Jake the Snake, the Great Galinsky, on the show. This show is a little long because we were having a really good chat. Hey, Jake. How you doing? Pretty good. You, do you, how you doing? I'm doing good. You know that I made like a typo when I was saving your name in my phone, and it's saved as Jaken. Like bacon, but with the J. Jaken. Instead don't of Jaken. Don't want too much of that Jaken in your life. <laughs> it's high, high cholesterol. <laughs> high something, I don't know. <laughs> Too much of that, you never know what's going to happen. <laughs> you never know too much jaking. Doctors advise against a certain amount of jaking a day. Well, uh, a jaking a day keeps the, uh, keeps the physicians away, I guess. Yeah, physicians. <laughs> Just your proper dosage. Your dad's a physician. My father is a physician. Yeah. Correct. So I also said I was Okay, we won't do that. We won't. Though I am going to, I'm going to ask Emily to be on the podcast though. Oh yeah. That's, and that's, also just that's, to that's it, it'd be nice to catch up with her. Um oh, yeah, no, 100%. Let's talk about um, she, the, she is coming home for the holidays, I believe hopefully as well as Hannah is Let's talk about Jaken. We're here for Jaken. Well, we're here for whatever. Talk about something nice. <laughs> yeah. Okay. You sent me a bunch of Jerul things the other day. You like Jerul. You're into Jerul. Oh wow. I told, yeah. No, I forgot about that. Well, no, I'm not. I wouldn't say I'm into Jerul currently, but that's no disrespect. Um, I haven't followed the man's work over the last many years. I think he was in prison, that's why. He wasn't he was in prison for like eight years. That's probably why you haven't followed his work. Yeah, he went to jail. That's why he disappeared off the map. Yeah, I don't know what he did. I can't remember. That's a, a very valid point. Absolutely. Uh, it was probably just like he had weed on him or something. It was probably something like he had a weapon to protect himself from the violent community he lives in or something like. He's trying to protect himself from yeah. not getting hurt. And then they were like, you have a weapons charge. Only police can have guns around here, actually. Sorry you didn't know that. It's like, we monopolize violence. Yeah, he... Um... It, that's the way the world works. <laughs> no, don't want you to go on about that. I don't want you to. <laughs> it's like a it's like a silent truth we all know, unfortunately. No, no, a lot of people don't. I was out for a walk and there was a lot of selfish white people out walking with no masks on thinking that they were just, oh, I'll just distance from people when I'm able to. Or maybe they'll walk away from me and I don't have to do anything. Yeah, I often have to, like, move to the snow from the sidewalk. No, okay, back to Ja Rule. Why, why I was texting you about that, I guess. 
for the hood. Yeah. And you know what? He had some good hits and and to tell you the truth, I kind of like how bad of a singer he is and it makes the song it makes the songs work. No, I mean, I love those songs. Of course, Sock I Ops. I like, like, really mesmerized Ja Rule and Sean Dean. I was watching that, movie, that video the other night, and I was like, man, these people are the shit. They are, though. They were really cool. I'm just... They are still. They are still to me. That was the thing, was that throughout the whole fire thing, mm-hmm. and everyone kind of dissing, uh, I don't know if they were dissing, but it's like, in the world of memes and everybody being like, oh, it's great to make fun of everything now. Everything to be made fun of, kind of. Yeah, I guess that's, but I mean, everybody wants to make, well, I don't know, do you want to make money? I just want enough to just like buy my mac and cheese, essentially. It's really that simple, and also like we live in this world right now where we have to, like, literally have to survive with the help of other people. Like, it, like actually, capitalism has gone. Well, there's so- a war going on. There's a war going on outside that no one's safe from. Quote, mob deep, prodigy housing, <laughs> um, survival of the fittest. Shout out Nigel and uh, his tattoo, which some people might have thought was like, oh, that's such a survive of having a huge amount of friends. That was great. I remember like 
I think maybe even the last time I saw you before the van, the van incident as I was walking home from work, um, yeah. uh, was my birthday like three years ago and you bought me a drink because you ran into me at the poppy and I was having breakfast with my friend. I do remember that actually. That was, that was like years ago. Yeah, that was the last time I saw you before the van. You're very. If they don't like to drink. I'd like to give them a gift or something. I don't know what. Just like an iced tea, maybe, or a, a, a Arnold Palmer. You're very. Um... Yeah, I'm, I'm drinking some pear nectar right now with uh, lime bubbly mm-hmm. on ice, and it's writing it down. That sounds really great. I actually, they don't really push pear juice on us enough here. They just like mix it with strawberries. When I was a kid in in Europe, like, pear juice was the juice box. That was the juice I was going for. Yeah, I forgot that you're so European. That's the way we get along. <laughs> I forgot about that. I'm not really that European. I like it here more. <laughs> Sorry, I'm not trying to put that on you. <laughs> I like cowboys more than whatever Europeans have that isn't a cowboy. No, man, the cowboys were European, but remember that. They oh. Were and they were assholes. Yeah, they were assholes, but, like, I mean, it's because they were trying to fight for themselves, and I don't know, that's what everyone's trying to do, right? I don't know. My, uh, my um, American side is from Nebraska originally, which is, I guess they were cowboys. Originally? Well, like, origi- a, like four generations ago. Like, I don't know any, I, I don't really know my family history. I don't know, I don't... Actually, a big reason is um, because, well, like, especially here in Manitoba, we have a lot of, like, slabs. And, like, they were, there was, like, um, concentration camps for Ukrainians after World War One in Winnipeg, all across Canada. So, like, everyone pretends that they're not Slavic. Yeah, I mean, I they, There's a huge amount of history that is, like, familial history that is, or ancestry that's deleted so that yeah. people can survive, essentially. Yeah, but you know, I see it really as a lot of capitalists trying to help you forget about things so you can just work a lot, be stressed, be tired, and just only cargo your little bit of the world in ownership for you and your family, not if they're your community enough. Like, stay in your corner. Philosophy. There's a word, uh, actually, when it comes to city planning, school, school, uh, or like a, an expression for that, like uh, the desired route. 
that they net like when it comes and you can see it when you walk around the city. There's like, like the beaten path. You can see the beaten path where people cut the things, and that's where they should have built the sidewalks. But no. Yeah, man, I thought about that over the years, and it's happening right now on the corner of Wolseley and Kenora. In Wolseley, <laughs> they're doing the city is doing street work for trying to update the antiquated city's plumbing system that goes into the river. And so they're going to be tearing up all the sidewalks and cement like they do every year to places in the city and like just like pouring public funds into these different projects that are poorly designed. <laughs> but they've, they've walked with a fence off so people can't walk by. But you can walk into the gated area by accident. So once you get there, there's a fence blocking you. And you're like, I'm not going to go back all the way around and like walk back along my route. So you cut through what is... Well, I went through the family and say, what is someone's yard? And now, you know, people are just walking through this yard on the beaten path. And it's someone's private property because we define it as such. But really, it's just a communal area that we all want to walk over. Yeah. It's funny, actually. Um, I went for a walk the other day with a friend. And this was like two months ago. Um, or a month ago, whatever. I have no concept of time. Um, <laughs> but, like, we were in, like, uh, we were by the, like, the military thing in the West End there, whatever that barracks is. And there's, like, a, there's, like, a field, the baseball. Yeah, the armory. And there's, like, a, a field there, a baseball field. And there's, the yeah. fence is cut. And, and it's and there's also just kids who that's their fastest way to get home from school. Dude, do you remember in elementary school when like the playground was fenced off and some kids could climb the fence and get over and some kids couldn't? And then they put like at least at Lord Seacourt, the elementary school I attended, they at one point when I went there, they cut these little holes in the bottoms of the fences. And they and they lined them with metal, and it, it seemed like they were for dogs, like dog holes. The dogs weren't allowed on the field, so I don't really know what they were for, except for us. Like we went through them as kids, and it's just strange to think that we were as kids fenced <laughs> into this area, made to be together, and then you had to like escape the area. And I just think it's all somewhat, I don't know. It just makes me think of being trained for prison. I uh, I'm gonna quote the bare naked ladies right now <laughs> embarrassingly but they have a line in a song which was my favorite album when i was like i don't know 10 years old um high schools are built like prisons yeah man i grew up absolutely adoring the bare naked ladies i thought that was such a great group like it blended i loved the fast um rhyming lyricism and storytelling with rap but i really like i grew up grew up playing guitar and I loved rock and roll music and jazz and soul and stuff like that. So, like, a, a band where the, the, the singer was, or the lyricist, and the, everyone was doing both of those things just seemed so cool. Like, Super Duty Tumblr, hopefully, shout out those guys. And they were nerds. They still are nerds. Even though the lead singer of Bare Naked Ladies got caught with cocaine, he's still a nerd. Allegedly. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out Diva <laughs> So, uh, 
So you love rap. You love rap. I love I love I love hip hop. Right. Can you tell me the difference between hip hop and rap? I don't I know. I try to. I can try to, but it's just my own personal viewpoint. That's all that matters in this world, really. That's not, not all that matters. If you got know, one thing that matters. Well, I mean, you're in, like, like it. Your opinion or not opinion? It's not an opinion. It's a viewpoint, which is different. It. Well, or similar. I don't know. No. Well, like, like. What do you think all these like things we read like by experts are about? Like, they're that's just an opinion and a, a point. I'm not talking about science, which, yeah. is, which is verified, yeah. and like medical science, which is verified. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about just like art, art critiquing. So just like tell me your viewpoint on the difference between. Uh, sorry, my kettle's going. One sec. What's 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 the difference between rap and hip hop in your viewpoint? No one can okay, get so, upset about so, this. So in short, in, in short hip hop's a, a culture, and, and rapping is 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 a, uh, is a is an element of that culture. So hip hop culture in in has been if you want to cite the right sources. I wouldn't, I wouldn't quote me right now, and that's for anyone listening, but I would say that you should go look at the people that have already talked about it and written about it who are the originators from the culture, and they have said who started what, where, when, and a lot of that goes back to either New York City or California, but that also has this trace back to older roots, but do not get down in it. Hip hop is a culture. The elements of the culture are generally spoken of as being breakdancing, DJing or turntablism, graffiti art, and rapping, as well as beat production. The music that goes along with what people would think of as rap music. That being said, over the years and the decades since then, it's grown to mean many things to many people, but one important thing about culture and you can go check out DJ K-Slay on YouTube and listen to what he has to say about it but anyone can take culture and they can try and say whatever they want to say about it and they can try and make it whatever they want it to be whatever they want it to mean but from the dust the culture came and to the dust it will return Okay, you know culture is a, a made-up word by Nietzsche. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The language is how we understand ourselves in the world. You're trying to interpret things. And hip-hop being a culture comes from a place of struggle and shared experience through storytelling over rhythm with dance as well as uh, visual art. And it really goes back like a lot to... Africans in the United States being enslaved and then finding a way of uh, release and, um, you know, something sacred to shared experience in art um, to um, release the pain of their experience um, and also to try and teach others 
It's 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 a it's a new form of oral history. Not you though, that's the thing. It's well, not new, more produced maybe a more produced form of oral history. I actually watched this uh, episode of uh, Drunk History. You know the show. Um, but it was, it was about, uh, like this kid who his, like his older brother was a DJ and then he like, he like used his brother's stuff, even though he wasn't allowed to, and like figured out a way to like make up this, uh, system so that he could like sample tunes and he like revolutionized, um, I don't remember the name, but he revolutionized DJing essentially. It was a, it was really cool. It was a really cool episode. Huh, but you're not sure who you're talking about. No, I can't recall. I was drunk watching Drunk History. Yeah, that's the problem with shows like that. It's like, oh, let's turn history into only entertainment. But I mean, yeah, no, it sounds interesting. Isn't his isn't history entertainment in the in the awful like there's no reason to study history unless you're entertained by it. No, because what if you don't wanna wind up in a concentration camp at some point in the future because you don't want people to repeat the mistakes that were made in the past. Yeah, you're right about that. Um, but as we can see with um the US and also in the Canadian history, which I know more about the concentration camps, which were a British invention during the Bure the Boer War, um, to imprison Dutch women and children, um, is also oh, the Brit the Brits get Britain away with everything. Oh, but I'm just tired of Britain getting away with being like this polite nation where they really just kiss them out, stab in the stab in the back kind of thing. Um, no, but I agree, but I'm tired with the state blaming How about we just treat everybody with kindness? It's the simplest concept in the whole fucking uh, well, because cap world. Well, run away with the whole fucking bag. That's why. Yeah, money. Sorry, am I allowed to swear? No, no, I also am. I no, we're trying not to. We're we're trying not to swear. Everyone swears accidentally, occasionally, but we're trying not to. It's fine. This is yeah, a. No, that's what I bought. That's what I assumed the intent was. But to quote a character in Lockstock, Two Smoking Barrels," assumption is the mother of all fuck ups. And I was sometimes doing that. Yeah. Well, okay, like, as long as you're, as long as you're not berating people or using it. Anim with animosity, I I really I think it's okay, but okay. No, I, 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 I think I'll do fine with 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 not using any swear words or anything. I I really actually as a person don't swear very much except for emphasis emphasis, and so um. I do too. I do that a lot without thinking about it. I know it's it's just like our it's that's our generation. We just do that. It's, it's actually pretty hard. 
I started saying fudge a lot, which <laughs> which is the same th- which is the same thing as swearing. Like instead of saying shit, I say shucks. It's the same thing. Like, everyone knows what you really want to say. Yeah. Well, what you really want to say gets you. Uh, I, I, I only know what I want to say in the moment, to be honest. Okay. What kind of tea did you brew for yourself? Or when we heard the... Oh, I made instant coffee. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, a little pepper. Yeah, that's my thing. Instant coffee is my, um... I used to have a coffee maker, but, um... Someone broke it, and also, to be honest, I prefer instant coffee. That's interesting. Like, I'm a coffee drinker, too, and when I was in Chile, when I was 18 with my father, he had a tea drinker, I'm a coffee drinker, and it was, like, it was all instant coffee, and for some reason I had it in my head, I was like, I was like, I don't know, I was like, Chile, there's going to be really good coffee, and everyone's going to be the coffee, and I showed up at these hostels, and they were just these little, like, Um, the thing I like about instant coffee is it reminds me of camping. There you go. Yeah, no, there's something nice and nostalgic about what you like to enjoy. There's yeah, a, yeah, there's a memory behind the flavor of instant coffee. Okay, so for me what it is is when I was a kid, my mom used to leave a cup of coffee around. I said I was going to talk with Pamela, but she used to leave a cup of coffee around sometimes. And me and Emily, we'd find it, and when we found it, it was like the hugest Oh no, not Tim Hortons. Yeah. Not anymore though. Well, yeah, you you uh you probably ha- have like a really strong arc of just like I don't know. I just I've known you for so long. Yeah, yeah, we're it's, it's like so strange. twelve years or something. Uh, longer than that. Um, I was I was around fourteen or fifteen when you and Aaron Johnson started hanging out with Katie Titter, Emily, and Jane. Um, and you guys were having your bonfires and going out being your 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 little cowboys in the countryside, right? Oh my! <laughs> oh my God! It's <laughs> a dream, though, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Isn't 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 that's hilarious? Isn't life like hilariously fun? Years ago. 15 years. Yeah, man, I'm 30 right now. I'm turning 31 in February. And when I was 15, I don't know, it would be around when I was 15, 16, around something like that. Maybe I'm off by a couple of years. That's hilarious because I'm 33. And, yeah, and I'm 30. Yeah, and, and I am 32, yeah. But at the time, I was like, you're just a kid. I was just a kid. I know, but like, we're, the, we're just equals now we're the same age well, we're essentially not, no, we're not i mean but well yeah no oh yeah when you're younger age is so much wider mm-hmm. 
25 to me is an adult so um <laughs> to me they're just grown up babies in their bodies and how they act um shows me if they're adults or not they're just a they're just a baby who grew into a big body and they might be running around causing a lot of just tantrums in the world because they never grew up yes stunted development <laughs> people that are 60 years old who or like six, 70 years old who still behave like they're children what we and did. I'm not talking, I don't want to get into that. I don't want to, okay. I don't want to talk about, uh, I don't want to, oh, sorry, I don't want to make it sound like I look down on any one type of behavior because I can forgive anyone for doing any type of thing just as long as they don't continue doing that thing. Right, we all have to grow, like, we all have to grow up. So you've done a lot of thought about this. It sounds like you've thought quite, like, you've put time in. Uh, well, I try, I've tried to, but then at other points in time, you're like, I don't know, you get lost in whatever it is. Like, you're, you know, like, you have to make money, and you, you're, you have a job, and you have to go to work, or a girlfriend, or whatever it is, right? And it's like, you'll lose yourself in something, but then at some point, something creeps back in the back of your mind making you do all of the different stuff and it's like if you never address that you just keep building things up on that and it's like it's like a pile of dirty dishes yeah it's like it's, it's harder to attack if you keep building them you that's a really great metaphor you have to it makes more sense to wash the dishes right away it does but it's obviously no one wants to do it no one wants to do that right after dinner especially if you cook to dinner you don't feel like you should also have to clean up but it's like everyone's doing hard work is the issue. So if you do hard work and you leave it to your children to try and fix the environment, well, that's not going to work very well because they're going to do the same thing because they learn from you how to behave. Mm-hmm. Or, or for whatever, like take that into any, anything. And you, this really, the leave it to your children thing uh, really hits home for me. Um, yeah. 
Because it's been much what, like a parent um, is dysfunctional with their child, but then hopes that their child would somehow be a miracle. But it's like the days that that parent um, had to work through dysfunction with their parent too, because no one ever knows what they're doing. Everyone's being a parent for the first time, and everyone's being a kid for the first time, and everyone's being a friend or a girlfriend with that person for the first time, and everyone's working through everything in a way for the first time. Yeah, I know. Like, <laughs> I've, uh, yeah, I've definitely screwed up every romantic relationship in my life. The idea, actually, this is really funny to me. Cap, like capitalism, I guess at this point has this idea that they're like, if you look at Instagram or like something like that or social media, or or, or one of those things, or like you no know, OnlyFans, where there's people trying to sell their image and their naked body and there's pimps and everything, and it's like, let's just encourage the capitalism around bodies more. Well, I mean, that's fine. If you can make money doing that and feed yourself, go for it. But, like... No, because then you don't develop a skill, and when you get older, like, your skill was what? Being naked? And it's sad yeah. that later... Okay, it's that's like a good example. Kid. Being young or is you not a skill. No tension with that. It's people tricking you. And the guy who made OnlyFans is a 37-year-old white man who's British kid. A 37-year-old. He's making tons of money every day on poor people exposing themselves. Oh my god, so he's just a pimp. And he's British, which brings me back to my point. Competition is not good unless you compete with yourself. Yeah, absolutely. That's a great philosophy. And compare yourself to yourself and how you used to be, and then you're better now. And be happy about that. Do you ever? Speaking of this, do you ever like? Do you ever feel like people hold you up to to your past when when it's not right for them to do that? They don't look yeah, at you, what you are now. They don't know what you are now, and they don't know your struggle. They don't know your story, and they don't know how you've changed. They just see you as this point in time where they knew you, maybe, and they put that all on you, like, oh, I used to see him when he was drunk, so, like, he drinks all the time. And then you're trying, and then you put that on yourself, and you're like, oh, I'm not saying you, I'm saying this, like, this could, this could be me. I'm the universal you. Like impatient, or someone doesn't know me, so they think I'm shy. And then they find out I'm 
the, there's this huge culture of dismissing people's feelings. Um, there's like writing people off and how that comes from insurance. It's not the messed up way of thinking about things. Like insurance industry is writing people off. That's actually, I had no idea that's where it came from, but it makes an entire amount of sense. You write off a vehicle when it's not worth enough to keep around, and then people start referring to other people as that. But that's not acceptable. That's in part why my father brought me up just saying like you can't say white trash because humans aren't trash and you're not gonna you're not gonna group different people into groups and refer to them as their skin color or ever refer to anyone as garbage and you're never gonna excuse your friends because it's not profanity and it's not something that's sounding ugly it's a language well Paul Paul is a very special person <laughs> yeah no yeah for sure I I remember I um I sliced my finger half off um years ago when I was living with Emily and I finished my shift with my finger duct taped together and the next morning we went for a walk cuz supposedly and we went to and I just like asked Paul to like tell me what I could do with my finger and he's like it's too late now you can't stitch it you just have to it'll grow back it'll be fine and it did. So it was yeah, it was like painful. A, like a little uh, iguana or whatever. Yeah, like a little. Well, it's a finger. You know, fingers are. Fingers are like are like tails. We just have ten of them that we point out into the world. Yeah, and toes. Toes work like that too. Apparently, if you like have a really bad like hangnail problem, the medical solution is to cut off the top of your toe, and then it'll just grow back normally. Did you ever grow up with anyone or know anyone that had webbed toes? N- uh, no. I knew. I did. Yeah? Yeah, I just brought a friend. <laughs> and he was happy with that? I mean, he's probably a great <laughs> swimmer. He's a better swimmer. I mean, that's so funny. Is he happy with that? Like, I don't know. Like, you learn to uh, adapt or habituate to the body you were born in, I guess. But being happy with oneself. That's a hard thing. Being happy with oneself is a really hard thing. Like every day is I try to do the the right thing for me and for everyone in my community. Thank you for saying that. I'm trying to live my life more intentionally so I can do that too and be less hard on myself and yeah, try and be like, I don't know, not even happy with myself, but like come to a place where I love myself and then yeah, you can also help your community or be around for your friends and family. Yeah. I try to escape less. That's what I'm. That, that's like it's like a. I mean, there's the the pleasure of being twenty has died. Well, it's just a thing that not. Yeah, it did die. It's not there. Where the twenties, the twenties did die. They're not there. <laughs> but it's like yeah, but you, yeah, uh, yeah. Well, you just it's like the whole. The whole, it's a whole step process. We have to go through these things, discover things, yeah. learn things, yeah. realize it's yeah. not right for us. Go ahead. I was just going to say that you know, like, there's something about figuring out the loss of innocence stage where we all sort of started alienating ourselves from things and trying to escape more. And ca- 
capitalists want you to escape more. They want you to go on vacation. They want you to drink. They want you to smoke cigarettes. They want you to buy marijuana. They want you to do everything. It's not like all those things are bad. Like, I love cigarettes. You can still do all those things, but do it intentionally. Don't do it because you're suffering. Find mm-hmm. out why you're suffering, and then do it to celebrate life. Like we all used to say, like, cheers and esprovia and salute and stuff or like skulls, that. Or right? skulls, like, yeah. Why did people say that? Because they were saying to life, to, to health, just like santé, you know? Like, it's like you, they weren't drinking to hurt themselves. They were drinking to celebrate life. It was. There's a time and a place for it, is what you're saying. seems kind of normal. He seems okay. He seems alright for holding that highly dubious position. <laughs> it's a dubious position. I love that. <laughs> it's, a, it's a dubious one. It's a, it's a, the Doobie Brothers. <laughs> the Doobie Brothers should run for office. <laughs> nah, I don't. I, no. mm. That's kind of the way it's going down there. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, do you want to run your mouth to me for a second, and I'm going to mute you because I have to use the washroom. Yeah, sure. Um, I'll just pause it. That's what I'll do. And we're back. And we're back. So. So. <laughs> now the conversation's slightly been disrupted. Um. We were talking about presidencies, but I don't really want to talk about the presidents. Or even our own political system, because it's just, it's just so. Shout out Ja Rule and Ashanti. That, okay. I watched the whole YouTube video you sent me. What did I send you again? You sent me two Ja Rule songs, YouTube (laughs) songs. You were probably in like a, a YouTube hole, but like the one with Ashanti, that song. That song smacks. Oh, dude, that's, that's a slapper. I just love the old videos where they, like, they have a whole, like, story before the, the song even starts, and, some, and at the end, sometimes the whole video. And also when they, like, they came from soundtracks of movies that you saw but hardly remember, so you're watching the music video, and all of a sudden there's, like, Owen Wilson in it, or, like, whoever, and you're like, why? And then you're like, oh, yeah, that was in Shanghai Noon, or... Oh, it was in a movie, huh? It's like Jet Li. Like Jet Li's popping up in this BMX um, music video again and again, and his image is on the street, and I'm like, why is Jet Li on the street in this music video again and again? His face is, like, huge and projected. And I'm like, great. In this thing, you know, there used to be rap music in movies that I watched as a child. And that was also kind of like a glory age of uh, age of like music videos. Like, I don't think music videos are the same anymore. They're so different, but also in part because like 
tried to make it be like, oh, you have to buy in and sign up with us, so we'll make you a big budget music video, and now everyone can make one with their phone, and it's like they're losing control. But it's like back then there was, it turns like the music videos were wild, like the set, the number of extras and dancers that are in them and whatnot, like the budgets are just wild. And like, like, especially for the time. And big name directors, too. Like, people who moved on to direct films were directing music videos. Yeah, I, yeah. I guess everyone's gotta start somewhere. Well, yeah, that's basically all we do is we we um we do something and then we do it again and then we do it again and then eventually someone's like, Hey, you're doing good at this. Can you do it for me? <laughs> unless you do yeah, unless you tell yourself you're doing bad and then you stop. But that's why everybody should keep doing whatever the hell they're doing. That's that's kind of a a, a huge a huge uh, what do you did you read the secret um <laughs> but that is no, but I, no I didn't but I mean I, I, I I'm familiar with the book cover <laughs> <laughs> but like you literally have to just keep at it like just keep at it that's what I I mean I get royalties now that are weird I don't know why I get yeah. but like because you're an artist. I'm royal, basically. You're royal, bro. That's why they're paying you your royalties because they owe you for what you put out into the world that they're using to make money. That's why they owe you that. Yeah. They're using it. They're and using it. They owe you. I'm, it's not a lot of royalties. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> <laughs> well, they owe you more than that. <laughs> <laughs> no one can count you out but yourself. That was, that was what I was thinking when you were saying that. You know, how about keeping, keeping on? Yeah. You know, keep on talking. Is that I mean, people try and count you out in various ways, or yeah, like match you with your old self that you've grown from, but they haven't spent the time with you to know that you've grown. You know? Yeah. The, they're up to think of you as your old way that they remember, but it's like they don't. They don't know. They don't know. They they expect you to be constantly in like this a stereotype. I never actually. I always yeah. thought that stereotypes were accurate when I was younger. But now yeah. I realize they aren't. Well, it's like, yeah, well, what's so interesting about stereotypes is that they, they, they generally exist because they are true of the group they're describing in general. Mm -hmm. But they're not true of everyone in that group across the board. Mm -hmm. So it's like, I don't know, like troubled young men drink. But not every troubled young man drinks. And not every troubled young man continues to drink. Not everyone is caught in a cycle of alcoholism Projecting, that's the word. People project. Say again? Projection. That's what people yeah. are Yeah, 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 like fitting your worldview onto everyone else. Like, this is how I understand things, so everyone else is understanding things like that, too. There are also people who don't change. Um, 100%, like the big babies who grow up. <laughs> stunted development, yeah. Yeah, you have a, people don't, yeah. can't feel like uh, their own hierarchy 
live in a house or a home. You need to live in a home. You need to. There's just a number of things. A home. A home is different than a house, actually. And also, do you know? There's no French word for home. Maison. I know. Well, it's a weird thing. I was thinking about French words for things too, and like what things mean, like strength, right? And like puissance in French, right? And like it's force, but it's like forceful. Well, and just it, like how like masculine and feminine in French, how they define different everything is like. I think puissance like is feminism. Um, not feminism. I think puissance is a feminine word. La puissance. Well, it should be because mothers are, are the strength, right? Like, and, like, women are the foundation. So it should be. Uh, and, and, yeah. But I, I also, like, I the, like I know I've talked to a lot of people. Have, people have troubles with the way that, like, masculine feminism in uh, the Latin languages and then, like, our uh, Saxon which is mostly French language anyway. Don't get me started on that language. Um, oh, deep dive linguistics. We can, uh, we can call uh, my cousin Sam up. Oh, no. <laughs> what is that? What does that mean? Never that, mind. Okay, that's just my here. expression that I say too much. I always just say, oh, no. But it's funny how people are so reactive and, and people are like, oh, what does that mean? Did you just disrespect my family? <laughs> you know No, I just say that whenever anything happens. It's just like a, it's it's oh, no. it's a it's a finished trade. It's it's like saying um, anine, which is or or is that it? I don't know. I haven't spoken Finnish in a long time. It's like just saying like, well, that's the way it is, for me in English. Yeah, it is. It is. It, it is what it is. It's voinine. That's the expression voinine. Um, in Finnish, which just basically you say for anything like, well, that's how it is. happen like and and I, I notice when big things like are sort of like or be it an illness or like um someone losing a job or something that's out of your control it's essentially people will try to push or find someone to blame who has n- or and who has nothing to do with any of this and they have no way of helping you Towards a goal, and 
you know, it's like, it, you can do whatever you want. You know, you can ignore it, you can live your life, you can help people, you can work towards cotton candy in people's lives, or help whatever you want. I don't know. You can get cotton candy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that band. I never listened to that band. No doubt, but I never did. Wait, there's a band called Cotton Candy? I was just making a joke about uh, the fair. Dude, I misheard you and thought you said propaganda. Oh. <laughs> name Chris Carrera is the lead singer or something I don't know it was like like they're like hard and they were like whatever yeah like they, they knew shit about Palestine before anyone wanted to listen etc you know like they're smart people but it just wasn't my style oh uh, yeah it's it's not it's not the kind of music I like to listen to but I uh yeah, Aaron yeah. loved propaganda so I had to listen to a lot of it Well, he also went through like this huge like Noam Chomsky phase. Oh and, yeah, like, me too, me too. I love Noam Chomsky. Yeah, well, he's a, he's a cute little old man. Shout out Noam. Yeah, he's a cute guy for sure. <laughs> and he's and he's smart and he, he can talk to us about linguistics. Uh, I hope Propaganda's doing well. I think I don't know. They're just like a good win or a Portage La Prairie boys who just didn't really like the um the rednecks i guess look, did you just look that up because it sounded like you're gonna call them winnipeg and then you found out they're part of no i i looked it up in my brain you looked up your brain <laughs> yeah, I, love, I love that that, uh, that form of lookup it, it uh, should be used more in the world <laughs> <laughs> well i i mean I like I'm from a generation where I had to do that all the time, so I still have that ability, which is really nice. I know I sound like a fucking boomer. <laughs> no man, hey, no man, no man, no man. Uh, shout out Cheech and Chong. I was I was rewatching a Cheech and Chong the other day and remembering how Leo from the Photo Hut Seventy Show is like one of my spirit animals. But um, you're not allowed to say no, spirit we're animals. We're getting to the age where we're from a different world. We appreciate analog things. I've been writing. I've been walking around. I've been writing in a notebook. And I That's, that's, that's ridiculous because you actually, when you write down on paper, I write all my things down on paper, you remember it better. Yeah, oh, of course. It, like, goes into your... Auto-correcting you and everything? Yeah, I actually spell better when I'm just writing on paper. It's ridiculous. Oh, I feel way better. I feel more confident. I don't like writing on a computer. I hate typing. I don't hate typing, but I don't like trying to get my ideas out onto that it's not a good workflow for me personally. It isn't a good workflow. That's why I write everything. Yeah. I we do everything like analog. Everything. Like writing with our hands, like that was our flow. That was how we knew how to do things. Yeah. And then like capitalists tried to be like, no, buy devices to create everything. You need, a, you need to have thousands of dollars if you want to do anything. Yeah, it's kind of true, isn't it? You need a pen or a pencil, like a scrap of lead. You literally need charcoal. You need a burnt stick and a surface. But they're like, nope, you can't make art on anything that's private property. And everything's private property. <laughs> oh my god. You're a rebel. <laughs> Without a 
cause. Oh, there's a cause. You're a rebel with a cause. The actually, we're running out of time, but I just want to say the whole premise of Rebel Without a Cause. Yeah. Have you watched this movie? Yeah, yeah, yes, a number of times. Okay, yeah, so one of my favorite quotes from it. I'm gonna get back to the premise, but one of my favorite quotes from it is, okay. "Stand up for yourself, Dad." Oh God, how relevant <laughs> is that? <laughs> But, like, the whole premise is he's just mad that he has a huge cause. He's mad that his parents are so wimpy. Dude, that is what the story, though. Do you remember the outsiders? Everyone studies in high school. It's like the outsiders. Yeah. And, like, people who are, or, like, yeah, stay golden, Johnny boy. Or, like, anyone who's, who's um, banished or a nomad who then joins a gang and then has all these things that happen. Like, all of them have a moral to the story that they're trying to impart upon the world. It's not just a story to lose yourself in. Like, they are artists with stories, with morals, trying to import things. That's why I love hip-hop and rap so much. Because it's, like, they're philosophers who have, you know, pens, and they have swords. <laughs> like, there's a lot of... But anyway, you know, it's like... They, they, you know, it's like they're telling you real-life experiences people should have been listening to for decades and decades. No, that's the whole point of fiction. There's more truth in fiction than there is in, in anything else. That's And it's not even fiction. That's the whole thing. No. Is nobody realizes fiction isn't fiction. It's all based it's on reality. Real yeah, it's real life. It's real life. Like It's all coming from someone's mind who lived an experience on this earth and was trying to get something out of themselves onto paper. Sometimes, though, the problem with that is that some people become just novelists problem but it's like they're making money they do it to make money once you start doing something to only make money and not to be transformative or to help someone or change and you're actually just trying to accumulate wealth that's going to wind up with negative effects for your community i think that's true and we're out of time i mean that's what that's what i feel at this time i don't know if I, but that seems like the truth to me well i think you spoke to truth a lot to use to use words that come from the black community actually spoke to truth. A truth speaker is a white expression. <laughs> I think I think speaking to truth is like a better expression than a truth speaker. No, I just I no, I'm I'm joking because people like to make tongue in cheek jokes about things like whatever conspiracy theorists or anything that challenges your worldview. It's better if they're like yeah, it's easier to be comfy. I basically like to see if someone attempts to challenge their worldview often or if they like to be complacent and comfortable, like which one someone does more often. And a lot of people just want to have their comfy pants on, you know, and eat what they want to eat and be warm and happy. And that all makes sense. The problem with good intentions is whatever they like to say about, you know, like paving the way to whatever you want to call it. Evil. Left thumbs, that's like the whole premise of the Archie comics. Man, Archie comics. Archie comics. <laughs> yeah, great bathroom reader. Anyway, we're out of time, oh, Jay. Yeah. We're absolutely out of time. We're like right on the edge here. Yeah. Yeah. But well, anyway. It's been really good talking to you. Yeah, this was really fun. And uh, just like text me your thoughts occasionally if you feel like it. Just, like, text me your thoughts occasionally if you feel like talking to me. Okay, yeah, I, w I will. Um, and 
All right. All right. That was so fun. You're great. Yeah, You're a great conversationalist. <laughs> um, thank you. Um, you are as well, but I, I already knew that about you because I already <laughs> knew you have wide-ranging interests and have pursued them for years. But yeah, no, Kip, I, uh, I, I think you're an interesting person and I have love for you. So thanks for the conversation. Cool. Well, happy, happy times. See you soon. That was Jake the Snake, the great Galinsky. That was Kip interviews his friends. Have a good day.